The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Happiness is a warm gun. Ah, yes, the continuing story of Buggle a bit. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, Hey Jude was two great songs. Happiness is a warm gun is three funny songs. I go back and forth on them. I'm uncomfortable with songs mentioning guns, considering America these days. This is so obviously a parody, though, that I guess it's okay. The songs connect well enough. You could find a common thread to each part of the triptych if you wrinkle your brain a smidge. Like, for example, the perv who donates to the National Trust and the junkie are both forgotten lowlifes. You could easily see resorting to gun violence. I think it's an abstract tune that portrays the seedy, tense side of the late 60s that happens to be catchy. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable song. And I think you put it right. Like, CD is definitely the right adjective for Oh, it. yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of abstract wordplay here that leaves you a little confused and also leaves you tense by the way that John presents the material. Uh, the I need a fix part seems clear to, clear to me to be about what John was going through with, you know, drugs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, um I think you can the, you can take the when I hold you in my oh, arms yeah. thing like three different ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's either literal, like it's about guns, uh, shooting up maybe, or uh, it's a masturbation reference, which I think also you know ties all three parts together because that's what each of them kind of are talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, either the, those interpretations make for as you say a seedy listen, and it's also very white album. <laughs> yeah. It's a CD record <laughs> in many spots. Yeah. Featuring one of John Lennon's best vocals on the White Album, Happiness is a Warm Gun was made up of four distinct song fragments and took its title from a gun magazine, The American Rifleman, which Lennon saw in the studio at Abbey Road. John said George Martin showed me the cover of a magazine that said, Happiness is a Warm Gun. I thought it was a fantastic, insane thing to say. Warm gun means you've just shot something. Written by Warren W. Harrelly, the article told the story of how Harrelly had introduced his teenage son to shooting and how much the young man had come to enjoy the sport. The magazine had adapted the headline for the title of the best-selling book by Peanuts cartoonist Charles M. Schultz, Happiness is a Warm Puppy. That is... Sick. Happiness is a warm puppy. Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that from the Peanuts play? No. <laughs> so, you, you don't remember You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown? You know, it was a long time ago. You're a rap bastard, Charlie Brown. Oh, wow. Who said that? Lucy? <laughs> that was a fun SNL sketch. Uh. Lennon said he put together three sections of different songs. It seemed to run through all the different kinds of rock music and described it as a miniature history of rock and roll. This results in a three-part through-composed structure. The song begins with surreal imagery inspired by an acid trip that Lennon and Derek Taylor experienced, with Taylor contributing the opening lines. 
The three sections were described by Lennon as the dirty old man, the junkie, and the gunman, parentheses, satire 50s R&R. The first section of the song was made up of phrases fought up by John and Apple's publicist Derek Taylor during a NASA trip the pair experienced along with Neil Aspinall and Lennon's childhood friend Pete Shotton. The opening line was a Liverpudlian expression of approval, and the velvet hand line was inspired by a fetishist Taylor and his wife met on the Isle of Man. The lizard on the windowpane was a recollection from Taylor's days living in Los Angeles. The man in the crowd, meanwhile, was from a newspaper report about a Manchester City football fan who had been arrested after inserting mirrors into his footwear in order to see up the skirts of women during matches. Ooh. Jesus Christ. The hands busy working overtime weren't masturbating, however, but referred to a story heard by Taylor about a man who used false hands as an elaborate shoplifting technique. What was going on in Britain? There's in there's 60s. a lot happening here. None of it very good. I almost think it's cheating too. Like I thought this was so surreal, and John, this was on the top of his dome, and it turns out like it, it's, just, it's just things that Derek Taylor taught him, or you know, stuff that actually happened. It's crazy. You just had to describe what you spread in a newspaper in, in the '60s, and. You know, you're a genius. Mm. Derek Taylor said, I don't know where the soap impression of his wife came from, but the eating of something and then donating it to the National Trust came from a conversation we'd had about the horrors of walking in public spaces on Merseyside, where you were always coming across the evidence of people having crapped behind bushes and in old air, sh- air raid shelters. So to donate what you've eaten to the National Trust was what would now be known as defecation on common land owned by the National Trust. When John put it all together, it created a series of layers of images. It was like a whole mess of color. A whole mess. A whole shitload of colors, he should have said. The second part of the song, I Need a Fix Because I'm Going Down, contains Lennon's clearest reference to heroin while in the Beatles, although he later denied the line was about drugs. Sure. The double speed, Mother Superior jumped the gun section, meanwhile, was inspired by his infatuation with Yoko Ono. Mother Superior was a name he used for her, and jump the gun could, could, could be interpreted as a sexual metaphor. J- hmm. John said, oh, well, by then I'm into double meanings. The initial inspiration was from the magazine cover, but that was the beginning of my relationship with Yoko, and I was very sexually oriented then. When we weren't in the studio, we were in bed. Wink, wink, and nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? An early acoustic version of the song was recorded at George Harrison's home in Esher in May 1968. It found Lennon reworking the words and chords of that section at one point simply singing Ono's name. The final part introduces the title phrase over the conventional doo-wop chord sequence. Doo-doo-doo-wop. And a number of changes between 2 4, 3 4, and 4 4 time signatures. The song's complexity led to the Beatles spending 15 hours and recording 95 takes before being satisfied. Good God. They would never do that for George. They'd never do that for George. And no. Paul, they would go crazy and quit the band. Um, recording for Happiness is a Warm Gun began at 7 p.m. in Studio 2 at EMI Studios in London 
on September 23, 1968, with the working title, Happiness is a Warm Gun in Your Hand. Although tensions were high among the Beatles during the album's recording sessions, the band collaborated as a close unit to work out the song's challenging rhythmic and meter issues. Having spent much of the third session discussing the individual sections, the group completed a satisfactory basic track on September 24th, albeit by editing together two separate performances, takes 53 and 65. George Martin was on holiday while his song was recorded and had left a note asking Chris Thomas to take over as producer. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Also, have fun with the 95 takes of this song. Mm-hmm. Don't go nuts. Having spent over two years studying the sitar, George Harrison had become familiar with the complex time signatures typically found in Indian classical music. Lennon benefited from Harrison's input in the arrangement for Happiness's Warm Gun, third to the pair having joined different sections together from She Said, She Said, which Paul got allegedly mad about. Offer Simon mm. Lang highlights Harrison's guitar playing on a completed track, ranging from stinging riffs beside Lennon's pick chords to the heavily distorted solo that introduces introduces the I Need a Fix bridge as an example of Harrison's empathetic musicianship on Lennon's White Album songs. Teamwork. Nick Cohen gave the album an unfavorable review in the New York Times, but he wrote, The only track that I found myself actually playing for pleasure has been Happiness as a Warm Gun, which is obviously mostly by John Lennon, and which stands in roughly the same tradition as A Day in the Life and I Am the Walrus. Cohen added that although the song includes more than its share of half-baked poeticisms, it develops into a marvelous parody of high school rock in the mid-50s of groups like the Diamonds and the Monotones, during which Lennon's bandmates support his repetition of the title phrase with interjections of bang, bang, Cohen concluded that just this once, the takeoff has edge. It's not pure self-indulgence. Tori Amos, under 2001 Strange Little Girls, uh, covered this song. The recording includes an anti-gun message read out by her father. In 2006, Amos recalled that her decision to include the song was because of its relevance. In the aftermath of the Columbine High School Massacre, and during an era of U.S. gun control typified by the father and son comedy team, her words, of George Bush and George W. Bush, and the pair's close connections, her words, with the National Rifle Association. She added that in an accompanying picture of her included in the CD booklet, she was playing the call girl character that Mark Chapman had visited the night before he fatally shot Lennon on December 8th, 1980. Okay. Fish, of course, covered this on Live Fish Volume 13. Can I add a note to that? Yes. <laughs> because we keep seeing Fish Volume 13. They covered the whole record on, a, on Halloween in 1994. I see. Uh, so at the Glens Falls Civic Center in Glens Falls, New York. Who could forget? Besides Who me. Who could? F- <laughs> I, I, uh, four discs. Good God! You, That's a lot of fish. You too covered a song as a B-side on their 1997 single "Last Night on Earth." Joe Anderson with Selma Hayek for the soundtrack of "Across the Universe." Still haven't seen it. The Breeders covered a song on the album "Pod." Mark Ribbit on the album Saints, and World Party on a European maxi single release of Way Down Now. Love Count. Put the single in the box. Love Count. Zero. Josie Scale, is this song better than Your Love by the Outfield? You know what? I say, yeah. Bang, bang, shoot, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bang, bang, 
instruction. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna give this a Josie. <gasps> wow, wow, oh, no. <laughs> You're allowed. You're allowed. I won't shoot you. That is. No! I'm just a piano player. Don't shoot the piano player. I got that reference because I'm a French New Wave guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh, yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.